Alright, I got, got a few things to say before we start the actual episode. Uh, hello everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Mike Cincy and I'm your host of this fucking podcast you're listening to called Standby and I appreciate you. Um, it is episode 10 and that's a big deal because it's a two digit number meaning we made it past the single digits, we're on our way to a thousand. Um, no, I really do appreciate people who listen to this. It, I know it's, uh, in a world that's populated with, uh, podcasts, um, especially, I was just talking with my buddies, my buddy Zach, veteran with a sign about this. It's like everybody who has recording software, which everybody does, and anybody who has, um, even something remotely interesting to say one time, they're like, I have a podcast now. So, uh, all that to say, I know out of the millions and millions of podcasts out there, I appreciate you taking your time with me. I am in a good mood today. Uh, I just came off of a spectacular family vacation. Got to see the the brother, the sister, uh, one of the sisters. Um, my, I got to meet my brother's girlfriend. She was very nice. I got to meet her family. They were fucking awesome. So uh, we went to Cape May, New Jersey, which uh, upon hearing my brother and his girlfriend got a vacation house for the week for the family at the Jersey Shore, I was hesitant because as somebody who's personally been in a fist fight with Mike the Situation and his posse, I didn't know if I was welcome there. But turns out Cape May is actually the nice area, so there wasn't a lot of like guidos and gym tan laundry, but there was plenty of plenty of stuff to do. I had a great time. I do have uh, a question for my... I just burped, I'm so sorry. I do have a question for my Jersey people out there, and I say Jersey people only because this is the only time I've ever seen this. My brother had picked me up from the airport, and we were driving to Cape May from... Uh, from Philly, oddly enough, and uh, we were driving through Jersey, getting to Cape May, and we were on the highway, and this cop pulled out, like he was on the side of the road, like watching, obviously, the traffic, and then he pulls out in front of us, and then flips on his lights, and then starts serpentining, literally from like, it's like a three-lane highway, and he's serpentining from left all the way to right, right all the way back to left, and he's like stopping the traffic behind him. What the fuck is that? So... My brother had a theory that it's like a way to do uh, control traffic, right? Like to make, I don't know, to like make sure it doesn't get too congested. It wasn't like the, the, the highway wasn't like full of cars. We weren't like, you know, bumper to bumper. We had some, some lanes and we had some distance between other cars. But literally for like 10 to 15 minutes, just sirens on, uh, not siren, but lights on and then serpentining. And it was fucking bizarre. So it's the only place I've ever seen that's Jersey in the East Coast. So... If somebody could DM me at Mike Sensi Official, all socials, um, and let me know what the fuck that was, I would greatly appreciate it, because it literally looked like, like, we made a joke that, like, it looked like a teenager on a joyride just, like, fucking with people, because it was so bizarre. Like, people were trying to pass him, and he was like, oh, no, no, and he was just, like, serpentining, and it just caused a big fucking kerfuffle behind him and all the traffic, and uh, then eventually he just veered off, and traffic, I'm so sorry, I'm so burpy, that's gross. Uh, and then traffic just resumed as normal, and I don't know what it was, but it was fucking weird. Um, so Jersey people hit me up about that. Second thing, uh, Cape May again, very nice vacation spot. Um, if you ever get a chance and you were like, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm hankering for a, a trip to the East Coast, which we all are, hit up Cape May, New Jersey. Very nice vacation place. Um, it's not... Uh, it's not it's not dirty. It's very clean. It's kind of where the rich go, and I felt at home, you know, as a tattooed Midwesterner. I was like, I belong here. I belong amongst the rich, and uh, yeah, it's very nice. And one of the big attractions there is the lighthouse. Um, I 
I'm not a, uh, I don't like to do things that involve walking, especially on vacation. I'm more of a sit and stare kind of person. Um, but they wanted to hit up the lighthouse. So, you know, we took bikes over there and it was fun and stuff. And we get to this lighthouse and it is just a fucking lighthouse, right? Um, you pay, it's like $15 and you walk up fucking hundreds of stairs and just get to the top and you go, oh, look at the view. And then that's it. And then you walk back down. But the thing that made it so weird is you walk in and it has like the little pricing board up there. And this fucking dude who is literally, you can tell, has lived alone his entire life. His only social interaction is seeing tourists go up and down this lighthouse. And uh, you talk to him and the pricing thing says uh, military gets in free. And so that was like a thing, right? So my brother went first. My brother is active duty military like myself. And he pulled out his his CAC and he put it on the thing. And he was like, the guy was like, so one veteran. And he was paying for my mom as well. It's like, so one veteran and one civilian. And my brother's like, what? And, so, and then they just like stared at each other. My brother's like, fine. Much like me, he doesn't like confrontation. So he just paid. And then I came up behind him and I pulled out my CAC. And uh, I set it on the table and he was like, he was just staring at it. And if you've ever seen a CAC, common access card, like essentially military identification. If you've ever seen one, it literally says like active on the front. It says veteran. It's a, it literally has all the information you'd want up front. It has rank, has the full name. And he was just staring at it, and he was like, what are you telling me? And I was like, what do you mean? What, here, here's here's my payment. And he was like, are you telling me you're active? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, uh. And then I just walked up the tower. Because I'm not going to deal with this fucking Jersey scumbag. And uh, I'm definitely not giving him fucking $15 to go up this lighthouse. So I just fucking scurried up the lighthouse. I mean, what's he going to do, catch me? And um, went up there with the family, looked around. I was like, okay, this is a lighthouse, all right. Came back down. And by the time we got back down... Uh, the guy was like looking at me, but then he was also distracted because he had kicked into Jersey scumbag mode and uh, was hitting on some very, uh, uh, very tan, very um, touristy tourist uh, females that were coming up. There's like, lady is yeah, this way to the tower. I'm like, fuck New Jersey. But anyway, I say all to say, um, Cape May, very, very nice town, uh, very nice uh, place to vacation. If you're looking for an East Coast vacation. Oh, all right, you're all caught up with me. Um, yeah, so today's episode is going to be very short, um, as I like them to be, but it's going to be pretty much in honor of episode 10. I did on my Instagram those anonymous questions that everybody seems to be doing, and so I'm, I just picked 10 random ones, and we're going to answer 10 questions from uh, fucking Instagram. <laughs> that's, the, the, and that's how we celebrate episode 10 around here on standby. So let's see. Pull out the old telefono here. Um, a lot of us, so as you can, if you've followed me on Instagram for a while, you can imagine um, if I put up a question and answer thing, and especially if I make it anonymous, um, it's going to be a lot of um, aggressive and like very sexual things people ask, which, you know, thank you for those, but I'm not going to read those fucking questions. I was actually looking for actually things I could say on the podcast and give you that anonymous kind of filter, so I don't know who's asking it. Um so I'm gonna. I, I tried to shuffle all those nonsensical ones out, uh, but there were a lot. So all of you, I will say to all of you asking, um, quote how big it is, or you want to sit on my face, or something extremely graphic that you said. It was read. It was appreciated. But my God, y'all fucking y'all need Jesus. All right. Question one. How big is your duck? Well, I mean. What kind of question is that? If you know me, you know I don't like birds. Why would I have a fucking duck? 
Well, that was dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I know. It meant to say dick. Um, and that's not. That is a real question, but that's not the first one. The first one I'm actually going to read. Uh, actually, it, it took me a minute to really think about a good answer for it. But the question is, what are you offering this community that's different from all the other military brovet and shit posting pages? Now, I, I, I thought about this one. I, I, I hope it comes from a real place. Um, I think what makes me different as far as like the veteran influencer kind of culture, which is so disgusting to say, let's be real. If you're in the military, that doesn't make you interesting. doesn't make you important. doesn't make you any different than anybody else is in the military. So the fact that we have things like veteran influencers or even people, uh, you know, called bro vets and stuff, which there are, I, I get that. I just, I think it's so stupid to, if your only, your only claim to fame is that you're in the military. That doesn't make you any better than any other person. But um, what am I offering that's different? I think, honestly, I, hmm, kind of what makes my brand, if you could, I guess is a fucking brand, my brand kind of different is that I'm giving you, I'm giving you my thoughts in real time. And what I mean by that is like, I'm still in. People ask me all the time, like, oh, when did you serve? Like, I am still very much active duty. Um, I'm not reserve. I'm not guard. I am not on my way out. I still have seven years till I can retire. I am very much active duty. And um, it's it's been a blessing to have uh, been able to kind of do what I do as far as, like, content and stuff like that uh, without the Navy giving me too much trouble. There's been some, some hiccups, but other than that, honestly... Um, majority has been support so i i've i truly i i appreciate all the support from like higher-ups who haven't really you know try to come down on me or do anything nonsensical like that so i think the thing i offer that's different is real-time updates from somebody who's active duty i think um if i had you know started podcasting when i first came in my views and opinions would be so much different than they are now so i think you're seeing a little bit more seasoned uh you know sailor who's done a lot um I've had uh, a career that's confusing to the point that's borderline stolen valor. If you really, you know what I mean? I joke about it all the time. Like if I wrote a book, it wouldn't even make sense. It literally wouldn't. So um, it, what you're getting that's different for me is somebody who's had optics on so many parts of the Navy and uh, I'm in a leadership position, you know, uh, I'm a staff NCO at this point. So that's what I think is I'm bringing that's different because you, a lot of these other uh, quote unquote brovet pages they they talk about back in their day you know what i mean like if you're gonna hang your hat on the military thing at least still be in it you know what i mean so um it's it's always you know talk about your service and talk about memories and things you've done and stuff i'm always a big proponent of that but a lot of these pages that are military centric have been out of the military for so long and we are in such a crazy um ever-changing military that they really don't know what they're talking about uh, um <laughs> i don't want to <sighs> i'm trying to not start beef but yeah there's a lot of pages out there they see like prior military and then it's just the same picture of them in uniform with their kid on uh with some fucking sun Tzu post underneath and it's like let it go man fucking let it go um so i think that's kind of what makes me different is i'm i'm still in and i'm really I'm trying to change the community, in my opinion, for the better from the inside. Um, I'm trying to put the common sense in the common culture of the military, Navy specifically, and it's it's harder. Yeah, it's harder than it sounds, honestly. Um, so yeah, I just 
Real-time updates, bro. That's that's what's different for me. All right, next question. A chief or a peer who impacted you in your career the most? <clears throat> um... When it comes to that, there's not there's a few obviously a few names that come to mind, but even in those names, they they all kind of play a different role in how they impacted me and how they you know set me up for success. So to say there was one person wouldn't be fair, um, and I know that's kind of a cop out for this question, but yeah, uh, there's been so many, just so many uh, like officers or you know staff and COs and above or even juniors that have just helped me just astronomically in my career um just by being good people being competent and, and knowing what they're talking about so I think in this day and age of um it's become you know commonplace to call out the bad leaders uh we really do need to sit back and reflect on the good ones uh because they're few and far between um I and I say that because there are good leaders in that they know what it takes on paper to make, you know, a better young man or woman. But when it comes to the common sense aspect, again, man, we are lacking in that. Um, yeah. So just appreciate the leaders you have uh, as far as someone who's impacted me. Um, I'm not going to say his name cause I refuse to give him credit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, there was a chief. Um, yeah, we'll say the one, three chief. All right. You heard it. He probably listened. So, all right, you're cool. Get over it. Um, but he's, I mean, to, to break this guy down, he put himself, I mean, he, this man, as a, you know, Fallujah vet, like he had some salt, but he also had just common sense in spades. Like this dude heard just the nonsense that was going around. He was like, no, like, why would we do like to have someone like that who had common sense all the time, refused to be pushed around and would give anything to help out his juniors, um, he was kind of the total package, so he's still in, and uh, he's a senior chief now, so I'm not going to say his name, but yeah, that that one three chief, he'll, he'll be the one, <clears throat> and if you're listening, uh, get over yourself. All right, here's some random ones. Next question, worst movie you've ever watched? <laughs> um, God damn, what a question. I've seen some fucking. Worst movie I've ever. So I will say we'll we'll take it to as recently as uh, a movie I've seen in theaters recently. House of Gucci. Jesus, what an absolute steaming pile of nonsense for two and a half hours. Yeah, House of Gucci was a fucking terrible movie, and it sucks because uh, you have you know Adam Driver the the king, and then you have Lady Gaga, uh, who I you know what I. She was good in A Star is Born. I'll say that. Uh, her music's not bad. You know what I mean? She's a pop star. She does what she does. I don't have anything against Lady Gaga, but House of Gucci was just an absolute fucking terrible movie. Um, yeah, definitely don't recommend it. Uh, next question. What's your biggest life goal? God damn. Um, I mean, yeah. <sighs> I hate the cliche short answers, but it, it, it just to be happy, man. And to me, like truly the purpose of life is to help one another. I think we can't grow as a, as a human race without, you know, extending a hand once in a while, actually all the time. I think, I think the purpose of life is to help one another, like legitimately. And so I do my best to use the little platform I have to at least entertain or advocate or do whatever I need to do. 
Um, because I feel like it needs to be done. There's people who help me all the time. So I just, uh, I think, yeah, we just need to help each other, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent here, but, uh, yeah, biggest life goal is just to be happy by helping others. Honestly, uh, if I can look back, if, you know, I always thought as a kid, you know, when he died, uh, I guess I can still think it, but, um, the first thing you do is you sit up, you know, in the clouds or whatever, and you kind of rewatch your life on kind of a big screen and, uh, you do film on yourself. And if that big screen exists, man, I am determined to make it the most entertaining fucking life uh, that there is. So just be happy, leave good film. That's my biggest life goal. Next question. If you, if you could live anywhere in the U S where would you live? I think the cop out's Indiana. Um, but I say that only because it's simplistic living, affordable housing, um, and it's obviously where I'm from. So I'm a big, big proponent of Indiana, but we'll scratch Indiana because we all saw that coming. So if it's not Indiana, we'll go, we'll go Montana because I've honestly, out of all the states, I, I like somewhere with seasons. Um, I like the coast. I like living on beaches and stuff. Obviously I've been in the Navy, so I've been able to do that, but I like seasons. Um, I'm, I'm built for the cold. I'm not built for the heat. So I'm over here in Houston, just fucking dying. Uh, this summer's been fucking brutal, but, um, I, I just, I, I like the idea of mountains. I like the idea of kind of living off the grid with fast Wi-Fi. That's kind of my goal. <laughs> you know, as soon as I retire, just get off the grid, but still have blazing fast Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. So, well, you know what? We'll say Montana. Shout out Montana. <clears throat> All right. Next question. Have you ever worked with Air Force PJs? If so, how was the experience? Uh, I have worked with PJs before. Um yeah, they're, uh, I would say any time I've worked, any special operations capacity I've worked in and we've done any kind of cross-platforming uh, between the Army and the Air Force and all these other people, um, yeah, I mean, solid, solid people. There was one, <laughs> I will, well, I just thought of this, I don't know if the story's going to translate, but I was, um, I was deployed in some, uh, <laughs> some austere land and uh, our rendezvous guy was a pj and so he picked us up and uh took us to our safe house and stuff and we did what we had to do for those few days and we were going back and so he picked us up me and the uh chaplain i was traveling with and uh, he because at that point uh the job i was doing we traveled clandestine so we just you know had civilian clothes so he didn't really know who we were and so he asked us while we were sitting there waiting for uh, a pickup and he was like, oh, you're the chaplain. And, oh, you're the RP. Nice. And we're like, yeah. And then he literally, he didn't even talk to the chaplain, who is the subject matter expert in all things, uh, you know, God. He turned to me and he was like, hey, man. And he just hit me with some deep, like, existential, like, religious, um, man, this dude was, I, I can't, I honestly, I can't even express it. Uh, this, there's something about this Air Force PJ. I remember he was bald, had a big mustache, uh, kind of chubby, but still, like, you know, fit chubby. He was just kind of like a, just a dude looking dude. And he was just like hitting me with the deepest like parts of his brain when it comes to religion and ideology and the universe. And man, that, that 30 minutes we sat there felt like an attorney because I was just like, wow, <laughs> this dude has fucking demons. And he was talking to me about it. He wouldn't even talk to the chaplain who would gladly, you know, engage. Um, this dude talked my ear off about just all things in the deepest, darkest parts of his brain. 
And uh, yeah, then when the, our extraction got there, we were leaving. He was like, "Hey, man, good talk, good talk, man." And you could tell like he had, he got a lot of stuff off his chest. But man, um, as as far as the professional capacity, the, obviously the Air Force PJs are fantastic. But this one, he this dude had fucking he had thoughts on things, and uh, uh, he had to dump it out on me for some reason. So. Um, as long as he felt better, I guess it was a lot of, wow, that's crazy for me, but man, this guy, uh, went insane. I, I really do wish I could, uh, expand more on what he said, but I don't remember. I was just sitting there just eyes agape, like what the fuck, dude? Um, so to that, uh, <laughs> that deep PJ out there, I hope you're safe, man. Uh, let's see. Next question. When are you coming back to the Hoosier state again? That's a, well, it's a throwaway question, but we'll take it. <clears throat> um, I mean, soon I'd like to, I, I, obviously my family's still there and stuff and, uh, my friends are still there. I don't know. I, I just, the more I'm away and the more I get to like see my family, uh, the less and less I make plans to visit Indiana. I used to go all the fucking time. Um, now it's like a 20 hour drive, so it's a little bit more ridiculous, but when I live on the East coast, I mean, it was like an 11 hour drive. I would fucking, you know, take off at fucking... 5 a.m. and be there you know by 4 p.m. like it was it was great but uh yeah I don't know um hopefully soon I like to catch a Colts game or a Pacers game or something so we'll say fall let's say fall 2022 Mike since you come back to Indiana get your fucking get yourself fucking ready I'm sorry I'm reading all right next question <laughs> we're out of I'm, I'm scrolling through it's just all sex stuff um Uh, why aren't you on the other podcast anymore? We need details. I, you know, I thought I talked about it a little bit when I first launched this, that I, I, it was creative differences, which at the end of the day it is, but maybe one day I'll, once I smooth things out a little bit with the other people involved, maybe the real story will come out and I know, um, People who know me well and know that situation kind of know the real story. So, uh, if the world's ready for it, maybe one day we'll we'll have a sit down reunion. Um, we'll talk things out and kind of let them know what really happened. But uh, for now, no juicy details. Um, I uh, yeah, I wish them well. Hope they're doing great. Um, <laughs> I had I actually got a message uh, like a month ago, two weeks to a month ago, like fairly recently, and he was just like, "Hey, man." I'm an avid listener of, you know, the old podcast. I, I never miss a show. I noticed you haven't been on lately. You okay? I'm just like, <laughs> you obviously not. I've been gone for like two fucking years. I had a goodbye episode, you know? So, uh, yeah. Haven't been that avid of a, of a listener. Devin. I think his name is Devin. Fucking Devin. Okay. Rounding out the finish here. Uh, I just realized I just lip smacked into the mic. It's so great. You know what sucks? is I have a low mumbly voice, so I have to try and project when I'm on mic, but to project on mic, I have to put my, like, fucking stupid face right into the mic and, like, fucking... You could literally hear, like, my lips smacking. It's so disgusting. So why the fuck do you... Why does anybody listen to this? This is absolute madness. (laughs) Okay. This is question 10. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Round it out with question 10. Oh, no, it's question nine. Yeah. Well, we'll just do these last two because they're kind of... Best advice for learning how to be a leader in the workplace. I think... Um, 
best advice. I think that it's not really... See, the way I go about things is so different. I've always been kind of an eccentric person, you know what I mean? Um, I've always been, yeah, you know, what my therapist calls a socially skilled introvert, like very to myself, but my observational skills are, you know, over 4,000. Um, I think the way I learn uh, the little tidbits of leadership has just been absolute observation. You observe the good leaders and the bad leaders, and the, and you take from both. No one's going to, you can, again, the military is good about, hey, there's a school for that. And there's a school for everything in the military. But the leadership courses and stuff, while all great, they're not going to make you a good leader because you sat through a PowerPoint by some retired general talking about, you know, the four core things that I did, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm not talking shit. I I do think those courses are necessary, but, uh, man, you're not going to be a good leader because you went through a course. I actually talked about this on the... uh, Oh, I just choked on the uh, Disgruntled Docs podcast. I was just on earlier this week. Go ahead and check that episode out. But I kind of went in on the Chiefs mess, and we kind of all said the same thing. Like, obviously, if you're a chief in the Navy, it's kind of like you've made it. Like, that's where everybody potentially wants to be. And you have to go through the chief season, which is like this big traditional thing they do. It's, you know, you're no longer a petty officer. You're a chief and blah, blah, blah. It's this big, long tradition they've been, but it's three weeks. It's three weeks to make you from first class to achieve and there's so much stuff that goes into it but again that's not going to make you a good leader it's just not like I, <laughs> I i know i'm shitting on you know more things potentially but it, it's fact um three weeks isn't enough time to make you from a shitty person if you are one to a good one or a shitty leader to a good leader you know obviously they're tools for your toolbox but the the idea that because you have a different you know, style uniform on and you have anchors instead of crows doesn't make you a good leader. It just doesn't. So my, honestly, my advice is always learn from the good and the bad. Be observational. Always be willing to ask questions, even if it, even if it upsets people. Um, be combative in a good way. It, it, don't, I'm not one to be like, challenge the bad leaders. Like, don't fucking put yourself out there like that, but call out the bullshit. I mean, like, do it tactfully. There's a way to do it. Um, where you're not like, fuck you, and they're like, fuck you, you know, but n- never, man, I can't stress enough, don't lose that common sense, the military loves to deprive you of common sense, um, don't let them do it, like, stick to your guns, you know what's right, trust your gut, trust your common sense, if you still have it, and just fucking take care of your people, you have to care about your people to take care of them, so, if you don't care about your people, you probably won't take care of them, you gotta care, you gotta observe, you gotta fucking just learn how to be a leader. It's never, no one's perfect, not not even the people who wear anchors. So, uh, best advice: learn how to be a leader. Just fucking observe, observe the good and the bad. Okay, question ten. I assume ten. I lost count. So this is be the final question. <laughs> that and Lucy's getting upset because I'm not looking at her. Question: t- uh, It says, "How are you doing?" What are some of your goals in life and how have you overcome tragedy slash disappointments that have come along the way? Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, how am I doing? I'm doing good, uh, honestly. Um, uh, I like, uh, I, 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 w- I will say, I know last episode, if you listened to it, um, ended on kind of a, kind of a drop in energy there. Um, but I also do appreciate those who uh, 
Salming person were kind of like, hey, like, I I can't appreciate it, it. They didn't say, like, oh, I hope you're okay. Or, like, the few people that responded to it um, in a really good way, I felt, was just like, I can't appreciate you went through that. And I can't appreciate you talking about it. Um, so I appreciate them. I appreciate them getting the point of the message. So if you haven't listened to that last episode, I talked about some, some heavy topics. So, um, yeah, how am I doing? I'm good. I'm honestly fine. I'm just fucking out here living and loving, you know. Uh, how do I, how have I overcome some tragedies? It, I don't know. How have I overcome tragedies? For me, it's been, um, I'm a big, it's going to sound terrible. I'm a big proponent of kind of like trauma bonding. You can't go through it alone, right? Uh, again, this is just me. I'm not a fucking shrink. Just let me you know, talk myself into a corner here. Trauma bonding for me has been a big part of uh, how I've gotten through things and also how I, d- people have said I've helped them because you can't, you can't grow from something traumatic unless you talk about it uh, eventually. Um, and also you have someone who literally knows what they're taught. They don't have to go through the same thing, but somebody who's been through something similar or something just as rough um, you gotta, yeah, man, you gotta talk about it. You've, you've gotta let people know where your head's at and why it's there or else you just come off like, um, either, you know, a dick or like a weirdo or, you know, all those other things. Just when it comes to tragedy in life, um, you, you gotta fucking just grow from it. There's lessons learned in everything. Um, but definitely again, trauma bonding is not a good thing. I, I just, I can't think of a better term, but people have been through similar situations and stuff and not the phonies either there's there's a big influx of um people out there who are proponents for mental health which is great it really is but i think that's become such a buzz term because now if you you know have a following on social media you're a proponent for mental health okay what are you doing well you know i i ask people how they're doing okay that's good but, but what else well, you know, just, you know, you got to take care of your mental health. Again, people just, I, I think in the last 10 years, the term mental health has become such a forward thing that people just say it without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. And again, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a fucking doctor. You know what I mean? Um, but I've lived through a lot of traumatic things and I've, I've found a way to cope with them. So uh, there's got to be something to that. So I, I just, I, th- I, I think for me, just to get through that kind of stuff, man, you got to, you got to talk. You got to talk to people who have been through similar things or even, I'll even say this, even if they haven't been through similar things or haven't been through tragedy, talk to people who care about you because the people who care about you will actually give an ear. They won't, I, I mean, maybe they'll give you unsolicited advice or try to help, you know, overreach by trying to help. But if they actually care about you, that open ear will fucking be a lifesaver. The fake friends will be the ones like, call, text anytime. And then... <laughs> and then you do and then they're kind of like uh so make sure the person actually cares about you they may not know what they're talking about but the the care is there so just talk about it man eventually you'll 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 find a way to lie tragedy plus time equals comedy that's uh it's a song by rise against yeah anyway (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm sitting in this hot house and I'm sweating. But that was ten anonymous questions, and I and I thank you for it. I thank everybody who um, 
wrote in, even the ones that asked uh, to sit on my face or to do backdoor stuff to me, it, it, you know what? You're appreciated. I don't know who you are, but you need Jesus, and you're still appreciated. Um, also, I just wanted to say that, uh, I, you know, people... Uh, sharing the podcast and, you know, reaching out and, and giving a grade, giving it five stars and stuff on, you know, iTunes and on Spotify. It, it really does mean a lot. I, um, again, I have no sponsors. There's no real, uh, reason for me to do this other than I genuinely enjoy connecting with people. And so this is kind of a way I like to do that. So please go ahead and, you know, leave reviews, leave, you know, hopefully five star ratings. Um, but just get the word out there because uh, we're growing. This podcast is slowly growing and uh, it's doing decent numbers. I, I, I'm blown away by the support of, again, I, man, if you can see the aesthetics here, I'm just sitting in my house talking into a microphone like a fucking lunatic. And, uh, but sometimes, hey, that's what it takes. And uh, people are, are flocking towards it and, and reaching out and saying they enjoy it. So I'm not going to stop until the wheels fall off. So um, yeah, go ahead and leave some five stars, leave some ratings. I, I definitely appreciate y'all. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to go watch a movie with my dog now. I hope you all have a great evening. Or if you're listening to this in the morning, have a great day and fucking take care. And as always, stand by for more.